So um, thank you, Betty McCollum of Minnesota's 4th District for being part of quick questions about Congress with Kilmer. Um, Minnesota's 4th District, also home to Jason Phelps, my communications guy. But tell me, tell me about Minnesota 4. What, what, what are the cities involved and what are your, what's your district like? Well, the 4th Congressional District uh, is part of the Twin Cities. So I have St. Paul, so I have the capital city. Uh -huh. And uh, we like to think it is the more mature city. It's a city of uh, great art and architecture. Um, and uh, it also has a national park in it. The Mississippi uh, Minerva River uh, runs through it. And then at the other end of my district, Stillwater, which is the historic birthplace of Minnesota, there's another national park, River right St. Croix. So I have two national parks. Both are rivers, one scenic, and um, the other one is just historic. And, you know, the mighty Mississippi, That's nationally awesome. and internationally. Do you have the world's biggest mall? Is not the mall in your district? No. It's not in your district? No. The Mall right. of America. Is no. not? Really? That's not Twin Cities? It's well, not, I don't have yeah. all of the Twin okay, Cities, right. so that's, that's in a, another congressional district that Keith and, neither Keith or I represent. Right. Nice. Because I like mall pretzels. So, um, oh. Yeah. So I'm very curious what... Um, you know, what got you here? Uh, you know, when I'm back home, people always say, dear God, why on earth would anyone want to be in Congress right now? Um, so what got you here? Well, you know, some of our colleagues, it's kind of been their their journey, right? Yeah. They they thought about it in grade school and reading about the presidents and reading about all the, the history of the United States. But I, even though I'm a history teacher, I never thought I'd be serving in Congress. Yeah. And um, my you were an educator. Yeah. Right well, on. and then I did retail sales too, sales management. But I uh, had a daughter who was on a piece of playground equipment, and uh, she fell. It was a total accident. But a lot of the moms and parents around the playground equipment had been saying, you know, we need more sand around there to break falls. And this is just kind of when people were were being more attuned to putting the cushioning surfaces. And a lot of municipalities use different things, but. North St. Paul was really um, short on sand. And my daughter fractured her skull, she was fine. Oh, no. So the next morning we're down at the park, uh, Katie has to take it easy because we're still watching for a concussion. And I said, you know, we really gotta do something about this, you know, the times now. And the city hall was two blocks from the park, my house was two blocks from the park, and so I said, let's go down and just talk to the city manager. Oh, that's a great idea. And as I grabbed Katie's hand, I said, come on, let's take all our kids and go down. It was like, yeah, I got to do lunch and I got to go, but you go do it. And so I, that's kind of how I started. I went to the next council meeting, uh, assumed the sale, told him I th thanked him so much for the great conversation I had with the city manager uh, down there. But I, when I ran for the city council, I lost my first election, lost mm -hmm. it big. We run winner take all, mm -hmm. one, one election. And nobody knew me in town. I had grown up in South St. Paul and I was yeah. just in North St. Paul. And then... The same women and uh, and that uh, said were excited when the mayor then after I lost put me on the Parks and Recreation Commission. Then I ran for the Minnesota House. They all supported me in that. And then when um, my member of Congress found out he was terminally ill, I ended up running for Congress. When and was that? That was in 2000. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I there was a meeting at my house. I was late for it, and I had been at a legislative meeting in at the St. Paul Capitol and got there and he said, well, who are you all going to support? Because there were a lot of people running. And my name had kind of been mentioned. And they said, well, we decided you're going to run. And I said, no money. And they said, we'll help you. And wow. so that's how I ended up here. And it's pretty awesome that, you know, a, a 
person who went to public school, came from a very working class family that had its economic struggle, struggles, serves in the freest democracy in the world. Yeah, that with is you. awesome. Absolutely. With you, with people like you. When it's you great. came here, was it to work on, you know, I mean, you mentioned like you represent a district with a bunch of national parks. You now are a ranking member on interior appropriations. Was that one of the goals when, when, you know, when you came here or was it education issues since you have a background in that or what, you know, what, was there some, was there an issue that kind of lit your fire? Well, anything, anything that affects families is really important. So, yeah. um, my years as a state rep, you know, getting the infrastructure right, which, you know, we just took a, a vote to help Flint out, but we've got infrastructure all over that needs to, uh, happen. Um, the ref I voted against Leave No Child Behind because we had been working on education reforms and I had been a classroom teacher and the intent was good but the legislation wasn't going to get the job done and finally yeah. you were part of that vote, we fixed that. Yeah. And now, um, uh, you know, following my passion on working on the environment, clean air, clean water, not only uh, here at home but some of the work that you and I do with uh, international forestry and international parks and the work that uh, Fish and Wildlife is doing in our oceans, which is, I know, a real passion for you, but the work that needs to happen on climate change for the yes. next generation. So if we don't get that right, our economy is going to suffer. So I think it's pretty important, the work that we do on the environment. You've also become sort of the, I mean, probably the lead uh, on, you chair the Native American caucus. Um, do you represent a district where you have a lot of tribes or was that just a, a passion for you and you know how did you get involved in that and so minnesota has um 11 tribes mm -hmm. um they're ojibwa and uh, lakota dakota sioux um, and when i was in the state house um, the uh, mille Lacs band was uh, arguing for their fishing rights uh, tribes had finally started saying enough of the encroachment on our treaty rights and started standing up for it and I had some great mentorship and leadership and really delved into Indian law and thought that that was the right thing to do. And so when I came here in Congress and worked on it, and you know, people like yourself, you rep represent different tribes, and when your tribes come in and you introduce them at, at uh, the public witness days, I learn more and more about the history of the United States, the culture that we absorb in, in you know, the treaty obligation, it's in the Constitution, it's pretty serious, and these are, our fellow citizens that have been treated very poorly and at times extraordinarily cruelly by, the, by their own government, the United States. Yeah, I, I really respect the degree to which you've, you've uh, leaned in on those issues. And well, and it's a bipart It's one yeah. of the opportunities you get to work bipartisanly. The, yeah. the piece of legislation that was on, on, the, on the floor to you know, return someone to uh, a proper ancestral burial ground. I mean, that was very moving and yeah. Everybody was down there working together uh, from your part of the United States, and it was it was, that was nice cool. to see that. Yeah, what do you so what um, what's your general take on this place uh, as someone who's now been here for for a while? Uh, you know, what do you what do you think works, or if there's something you would change, is uh, what what would that be? We need to spend more time together. I mean, I, you know, going home every weekend's great. I love to do that. Um, I like the you know the week back in back in the office, but our committees don't work together um, enough. Um, you know sometimes uh, in state legislatures they'll say you know you have to have a couple of uh, Democrats or Republicans or independents on a bill in order to get a hearing to show that there's you know some bipartisan tripartisan support for yeah. it. That's kind of lacking here. 
the got you politics, everything about the next election, but you and I both work with uh, some great people. And that's why I like being yeah. on the Appropriations Committee, because the Appropriations Committee still has to work together. Yeah. So I'm, I'm committed to get not only get to know people like yourself uh, better, um, even though we have really limited schedules by visiting people's district, but I, I've developed a new phrase. I'm not talking about reaching across the aisle. I'm going to be walking across the aisle because it's going to have to take uh, people um, to really want to break down the barriers to make it happen. And that's what's great about the Appropriations Committee and I think our Interior Subcommittee. Yeah. I mean, we have our disagreements, but the whole uh, tone is civil, uh, respectful, yeah. and usually trying to solve the problem. I think so, that's really true. Yeah, but we we can do better. I think that too. Yeah, what do you think? Um, you, what do you think folks would be surprised about? Um, you know, if, if if you were just thinking about where your constituents are, is, is there anything about this place that you think they'd be shocked by or surprised by, or pleasantly th- or unpleasantly? I think they were were shocked, and they're not shocked anymore as to how we're failing to get our job done. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, uh, and, and I really, really feel for the Republican caucus right now because it's an internal fight amongst them. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are starting to figure that out. At first they were like, oh, it's Democrats and re- Republicans refusing to work together. And um, you know, people all across the country, even, even Republicans back in Minnesota and other ones, I just had, was at a dinner where there was a, a group of people from across the United States, and they were like, you know, my party's got to get it together. We need to get our, our work done. Um, so that's, uh, that used to be a shock when I go back home, mm-hmm. but now um, it's just, uh, and that's why voters are getting turned off and there's apathy, especially among the millennial generation. Because they don't see government doing its job and working for them. Yeah. The, uh, uh, you you mentioned the what your district is like. Um, we're sitting here on a flyout day. Um, how do you get home? What's your commute like? I never complain. Yeah. I never complain. So I can walk to work here in Washington. I can yeah. walk to work when I'm in Minnesota, and my commute is only uh, if all the um, you know storm gods are not raining on us like they yeah. are today. I can get home in two and a half hours, and then it's 20 minutes from the airport. Wow. But I know your commute, I mean. No, I like you much less, actually, <laughs> having heard that. You know, so I'm always very respectful, and in fact, give my personal cell phone number out both to Democrats and Republicans, and they've been stranded at the <laughs> Twin Cities airport. I have a extra pullout bed if, if it's bad. I have Has four, wheel, taken you I up have on four wheel drive. I've met people for dinner. Really? All right. At the Mall of America. <laughs> at the Mall of America. <laughs> so if you really want to see it, it's okay, not my district. Okay, what's the best stop at the Mall of America? What do I have to, if, when I come to your city, what do I have to, What's the what's the go-to Mall of America stop? If it's Auntie May's pretzels, I will be really happy with that. Well, if I'm at the Mall of America, um, one of the things that I think is fun to do is um, there's an amusement park inside. That's so crazy. And the green space that you see inside, they um, work all with uh, natural pest control. So that's kind of a an interesting thing mm-hmm. about the mall. But then. The Lego Village. I mean, come on, because I know you like Star Wars, and they Absolutely. have all the Star Wars Lego. I pieces cannot there. wait. You may have just sold it for me. So speaking of Star Wars, which is my favorite movie, um, my first job was working at a video store uh, in my hometown, and uh, I always think it's interesting to hear what um, what folks' favorite movies are. So 
you don't have to name one, but I'm just curious, are there two or three that are your oh, go-to yeah. movies? Well, or? first you have to, my first paid job was at a Dairy Queen, and I can put a cue on a Dairy Queen. That's fantastic. And Dairy What's your Queen? go-to order at Dairy Queen, just um, out of curiosity? Oh, yeah, Turtle Pecan Blizzard right now. Terrific. But we didn't have those back in the day when I worked there. Fantastic. Um, you know, I, the, the movie that I think is historically intriguing and interesting and something which we all kind of share as Americans in watching is The Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the fact that, you know, it was shot in black and white and then switched to Technicolor, you know, kind of the, the whole industry and the way it was evolving with technology is interesting. The fact that, you know, it's just about everybody in the United States, even the new immigrants, into my fabulous district, whether they're from Laos or from Ethiopia, eventually know about the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But as a history teacher, the more I learned about it as an adult with some of the racism overtones, and, uh, or should I say undertones, because people weren't picking up on it, has made it a movie in which um, I just find rather fascinating because it reflects all the good parts of our history in the United States, mm -hmm. hope and opportunity and finding courage and and you know using your brain and technology but it also when you delve into it deep reflects some of our darkness too mm -hmm. so um, right now I'm I'm kind of really interested about the Wizard of Oz yeah. but I do have a sign in my house in St. Paul that says I have flying monkeys and I'm not afraid to do that. <laughs> That's awesome. It's funny we were just talking about um, uh, Wizard of Oz in our office because there's one part that really bothers me about that uh, movie it's at the end when she's going back and uh, she says, Scarecrow, I'll miss you most of all, which I just think is rude because Tin Man and the Lion are right there. Like they can hear her when she says that. It just bothers me a little bit. But Who did she meet first? Scarecrow. Who was with her the whole journey? Yeah, you're right. You're I'm, right. Ju I'm just, I'm just trying just to cut her a little slack. I think it's a little bit of a cheap shot. But, um, I thought you were going to say the, the, the poppy scenes with the drug. I mean, because you... you the that, monkeys that, freak me yeah. out. My, my, actually, my 10-year-old is completely freaked out by the monkeys. Yeah. So yeah, she's I, staying away from your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I promised you I'd keep this under 15 minutes. I've probably gone over, but thank you, uh, Betty well, McCollum of great Minnesota's 4th District. And I uh, appreciate you taking the time with us. Thanks. Yeah. You bet.